The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, almost 30% of new rent tenancies across the country cost more than €2,000 a month. That's according to 2023 figures issued by the Residential Tenancies Board. In Dublin, more than half the new tenancies paid more than €2,000 a month and increases of more than 37% were recorded in Donegal and Wexford. Uh, Joining me is Sinn Féin spokesperson on housing, Owner Bryn. Own, good morning. Good morning to you, Pat. Now, uh, looking at these uh, numbers, I mean, there are places in the country where uh, it's extremely cheap to rent. In Glenties and Donegal, 559 uh, per month for a residence. Uh, in Stillorgan, in Dublin, the highest, 2,409 uh, euro per month. So it is location, location, location. Well, actually, in almost every county, uh, uh, rents are significant. Uh, and keep in mind, in some of those counties where the rents are lower, wages on average are lower, uh, and the wages of the people living in the private rental sector would be lower. So these things are also relative to to what people can afford. The, the real takeaways, and I've just come from a, a direct briefing with the Residential Tenancies Board uh, before coming on air with you, is that, first of all, rents are continuing to rise uh, at rates that are simply unacceptable. Uh, 11% uh, increase in new rents across the state. Dublin, which had seen some kind of levelling out of of rental inflation for new rents, is now at 10% in the last year. But also for existing tenancies uh, uh, who are to be protected by the rent pressure zones, we're still seeing very significant rent increases, 4% in Dublin, 5% statewide. If if the RTB exists too high and rising. Okay, but if the RTB issues these figures, then they know where rents have exceeded the rent increase allowed by uh, the pressure zone uh, rules. So why didn't they do something about it? Well, in fact, this is one of the questions that I asked at the briefing. So the Residential Tenancies Board uh, have uh, inspectors. They can inspect on on the basis of their own information or on the basis of complaints. Uh, And the problem at the moment is their level of inspection of of compliance with the rent pressure zones inside RPZs is very low. They did say that they have some ongoing enforcement. They would provide us with details of that. uh, And I look forward to seeing it. But, uh, But I got enforcement data from them uh, last year and it was simply unacceptably low. The vast majority of landlords out there are complying with the law, but there are clearly landlords who are breaking the rules. Uh, uh, they're putting additional stress on tenants and we need to see far greater enforcement. Yeah. Now, one of the things we know is that the smaller landlord has exited and some people say it's because they're cashing in on a pension investment, uh, others uh, because they decide to sell up uh, or perhaps they move the property into occupation by members of their family. But there's no doubt that those small landlords have exited the the market. And part of the reason they say, uh, the landlord's representatives, is that the legislation is too draconian, that they can't actually match rents to markets. And of course, when they exit, they create a supply problem, which allows those who are entering the market for the very first time to jack up the rents. Because the reason we have such high rents in the Stillorgan area, for example, is that most of them are new bills, which would have been for sale back in the day. But nowadays, uh, the developers are just hanging on to them for their own pension funds and renting them. Yeah, and we always said when the government were introducing the rent pressure zones that they should apply to new rental stock as well as existing rental stock, or you would get this two-tier market. No, but I mean, if you're setting your rent for the first time, you can set it where you like. That's the... but my point is that, that that is a function of the badly drafted rent pressure zone legislation. Back in 2016, when that legislation was coming through, the Oireachtasite tabled amendments that would have ensured that whether it was a new rental property uh, or a new tenancy, 
there would be a way of setting and capping the rents uh, so that there would be equality between existing but, rental but stock how, how and new would rental you do, stock. How would you do that? Because, I mean, I've been proposing for, for yonks on this programme that they should grade every apartment by virtue of size, its uh, comfort levels, you know, its BER and its location, and you charge per square metre. And it would be transparent. And if you were, you know, everything would have a plaque on the wall, a little framed picture like they have in other jurisdictions saying, this is the size of it. This is its grading. This is what we charge because we're in Balls Bridge or in Balting Glass. Well, first of all, how you would do it under the rent pressure zones is the Residential Tenancies Board has, and it had previously, data on new rents and existing rents. And from that, you can get what's called a standardised average rent of all new and existing rents for that size property in that location. Uh, and the rent pressure zone should have always been uh, marked at that. So a new property coming in had to start at that level. That means there would have been a level playing field between the long-standing single property landlords and the yeah. new stock. But I, I find this totally flawed and, uh, because simply you get someone who's renting a hovel and because it's in a particular zone, uh, it doesn't matter what its condition is. It doesn't matter uh, what its BER is. That kind of standardised rent doesn't make any sense because the person with the hovel makes a fortune and the person who's put money into well, developing a, a comfortable low or property gets the <coughs> same money as the, the person in the hovel. Well, for, first of all, nobody should be living in hovels because they won't meet basic standards and that's a matter of enforcement. Oh, and there the are people sharing, sharing beds you're, and paying, you're, paying you're, to share a no, bed. Can, and, and, and we know that uh, and we have been calling for quite some time for an, an effective NCT style certification for all private sector landlords to ensure full compliance uh, with uh, those standards. Unfortunately, government won't take such action and therefore people are living in substandard accommodation. My, my point, however, and it's an important point, there are ways of ensuring that rent regulation, for example, whether you're index linking uh, rent increases to uh, you know, inflation, for example, or whether you're capping them at 2%, that that can apply to existing and new rental stock the government refused to go down that line. That's why we have a two-tier market. But today's report also shows two other very significant problems, Pat, which is we're seeing a very significant decline uh, quarter on quarter on new tenancies. So that means as ECB interest rates are rising, the institutional investors who are forward purchasing apartment blocks uh, are beginning to withdraw from the market. But also government who should be filling the gap by delivering very, very large volumes of affordable homes, either social homes or affordable rental and purchase homes, also aren't doing that. About a third of all private renters are subsidised through HAPRAS and rent supplement. They are people who want to be in social housing, not the private rental sector. We have a very significant number of people who aren't eligible for social housing living in the private rental sector who want to be in affordable purchase homes, affordable rental homes or age-friendly homes. So the real issue now is government has to accept that unless it increases and accelerates the delivery of good quality affordable homes to rent or buy, this crisis is going to get worse. Let me make one more point. Okay, one more in point. the interim, they need emergency measures, a ban on rent increases for three years and a full month's rent back into every renter's pocket through a refundable tax credit. Um, this uh, text, the reason we pulled our apartment out of the rental market comes down to three words, Sinn Féin policy. Do you accept that many landlords would be scared by the prospect of a Sinn Féin government that would be draconian and they, they've articulated many times that they feel they would lose control of their own private property? 
And Pat, I, I've spoken to, to you about this before and mm-hmm. I've made, made it very clear they wouldn't. In fact, under a Sinn Féin government, the private rental sector would be much more stable. It, it wouldn't be subject to both the inequalities that currently exist between tenants and between landlords uh, or the peaks and troughs created by bad regulation by Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael. Many of the complaints that good landlords have are as a result of bad regulation, bad legislation and bad policy. Uh, obviously, we need to ensure we have a proper balance between landlords uh, and tenants' rights. Uh, and we are still in a situation where uh, tenants uh, experience very severe insecurity of tenure. And as we can see from today's report, very significant affordability challenges. Uh, but what landlords and tenants want, good landlords and good tenants, is security and stability. And they would get that under a Sinn Féin government. But ultimately, uh, 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 there are large numbers of single property landlords who, as you say, and the independent research from the RTB published last year shows they're leaving because uh, uh, they're approaching pension age, they're leaving because they high property prices, or they're leaving because of bad government regulation. And therefore, what we now need is government to step in and do what it should have been doing for a very, very long time, stop over-relying on a private rental sector to meet social and affordable housing need, deliver the social and affordable homes that people require, but in the meantime, introduce those emergency measures because renters cannot absorb uh, quarter on quarter, year on year rent increases of the order we're seeing today. Okay. Uh, finally, Owen, um, are you less sanguine about the possibility of becoming housing minister in the government looking at the poll as published today in the Irish Times and the fall in Sinn Féin support? Well, first of all, I take the polls very seriously and I look at the long-term trend. We would obviously prefer to be rising in the poll than falling, but we still have a very, very significant lead uh, uh, over the other contenders to lead the next government. Uh, And there is some time to go before that general election. So we'll be doing everything we can to promote what we believe is a very clear alternative to the failed policies of Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael and housing and health care. But your leader is now... you know, from, if you look at the main party leaders, uh, Michal Martin, the most popular, um, Sinn Féin, I think, uh, are, is Mary Lou, she was the most popular, she's no longer that. Uh, you've lost two, support. Two, two, two points I'll make. Uh, obviously, that's always in the margin of error. But in, in the Sunday Independent poll, uh, when they asked which people's preferred government option was, the Sinn Féin-led government was not only the most popular, but had increased on the previous polls. So look, uh, I, I'm not dismissing the poll. Uh, like I say, I would prefer us to be increasing. But we still have a very significant lead and we have some time to convince people uh, that if they want real change, housing, health care uh, and other issues, uh, then a Sinn Féin-led government is the only way to deliver that okay. change. Uh, but the, the a text from a listener wants to know uh, about your policy in regard to this. How come a social welfare tenant in a premises they don't own can rent a space and get 14000 tax-free uh, and those of us who saved all our lives uh, get nine, uh, and get 900 for a two-bed have to pay 50% tax on that? Like These are people who rent an apartment out, they get 900 they pay over 50% tax on that and yet someone who's in a local authority house funded by the state, by the taxpayer, can actually become a private landlord effectively. What, do you, what does Sinn Féin say about that? So, well, first of all, the, the rent-a-room tax relief uh, applies to, to, to private homeowners as well, and there's a very significant number of private no, homeowners no, no, but, uh, who No, no, of course, that. but that was the whole... I, re- then it turns I, out that uh, property that's owned by the state, by local authorities and so on, funded by the taxpayer, allows the occupants of that to become private landlords using our resource, the resource that we own as taxpayers... To, to make a nice little earner on the side tax-free? So two, two, two things, and just, just to answer the question, because it's an important question the, the listener asks. First of all, that rent-a-room rent tax relief applies to private homeowners. The government we know made that, a change. that, that's fine. They're using at, their at, own resource to at, make money. At, that's that's a, a fair least, enough bargain. Least, no, I just at, want to know what Sinn Féin I, I policy know, but, is. Will you continue and, and, with that scheme? And, 
and and if you didn't interrupt me twice, I would have answered the question. I doubt the it. government made the change recently. What I would say is this: the overwhelming majority of council tenants work work full time, work hard, and pay rent and contribute to the property they own. So I've no objection to the extension of that tax relief uh, to council tenants. What I will say is the tax to take up on it will be very very small. Why? Because actually the greatest levels of overcrowding we have in our housing stock are within the social housing system because government is providing new homes. So I'm not concerned and Sinn Féin has no proposals to end that tax relief. But what I would say is the tenants, sorry, excuse me, the licensees living in those arrangements uh, have the least uh, uh, amount of rights in the private rental sector, whether they're living in somebody's private house or a council house. And that is something we need to look at. All right. Owner Brent, uh, housing spokesperson for Sinn Féin. Thank you very much. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.